This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! talk with grant hall we appreciate his time on wednesdays good morning grant and uh, how you doing today i'm doing well thanks good man good i want you to explain this tiger woods and nike splitting deal for the last 27 years they've been business partners and uh you know the, the one brand certainly helps elevate the other in this case uh why did this happen and 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 what does it mean for for golf or tiger woods and what do you think happens in the near future well, I think it just ran its course. You know, when he first signed that, uh, what was reported to be a $40 million deal over uh, five years, and actually a lot of the insiders thought it was more like $100 million. But uh, that thing, you know, they don't make uh, golf balls anymore, and, they, of course, he, he wore those stuff. But I think he's just uh, getting ready to announce his next affiliation. Taylor, now, he's huh? not. Well, I, you know, he's not on, he's not on the golf course as much. He's hoping to play once a month this year, uh, and so if that would be the case, then there'd be more value for whoever he signs with. But I don't think it was any kind of uh, nasty split or anything. I just think he probably saw a better opportunity. Yeah, I mean, Tiger has his specs are different. You know, we can't go out and buy Tiger's clubs. He he gets his stuff all all specked out and all all custom made. Uh, no, no, no matter who's doing it, and then he he, t- he types that label on it. But I, you, you got to think his Grant. He he still moves the needle that somewhere somebody out there is going to give him a, uh, you know, a hundred million plus to to have Tiger Woods uh, wear, wearing his wearing his wearing his stuff. Yeah, and I don't think it'll be long before we see what that is. Uh, on another golf note, I was just reading about Gary Woodland uh, who underwent brain surgery a few months ago, a really scary deal, but he's back playing this week. And apparently uh, after some medication and, and some surgery uh, to take a baseball size thing, can you believe that uh, out of his head, he's back uh, hoping to play well again. So that, that's good news for him. Former U S open champion. Goodness gracious. That's uh that's kind of amazing. That's amazing to think about wow. how many months former- removed from brain surgery. Uh, I, I think not that long, you know, just a few months, about four months, I believe. He, he, he the won story. the Open, what was that, just a couple years ago, right? They had well, it's longer ago than okay. that, but he won at Pebble Beach, and it was uh, obviously notable for that. But, uh, yeah, he played some basketball, too, at Kansas. and was one of the, you know, kind of part of this deal on tour where guys were <laughs> becoming more athletic. Uh, you know, the, in the old days, mad guys would sit around in rocking chairs and stuff after rounds, and now they better be at the gym if they don't want to fall behind. You know, you know, uh, Grant. I've seen the Tom Kite workout videos, so yeah, I know what you. I know what you mean. Uh, guys, I want to ask you uh, about this game tonight because it's kind of an anomaly. You know, Georgia is a one and a half point favorite. Uh, they've won nine consecutive games. That's their longest winning streak in 13 years, I think, or 13 seasons. Um, and so they, and I believe that uh, Eric told us the other night their their record is 20 and five at home under Mike White. Uh, I think they're nine and zero at home this year. 
And yet, the last three games uh, against Georgia, Arkansas has won by boxcar scores. Now, obviously, this is these are different. You know, teams there's a big turnover every year in most teams, but that's the recent history. In fact, I think Arkansas has beaten Mike White five times in a row. Now he he's got a really good overall record as player and assistant coach and coach because. You remember back when when he played for Ole Miss, man. They, I think, at one point, Matt, uh, they won twelve out of fourteen against Nolan or something like that. Something wow. crazy. So, but anyway, uh, he's found a success. He he won about twenty games a year at Florida, but that wasn't good enough for them. And uh, they're playing at this uh, refurbished Stegman Coliseum, where a chunk of concrete came out last year, and they had to decide whether to to spend $200 million on a new building or uh, renovate, and they chose to renovate. It's kind of like kind of like what uh, Arkansas has been going through and their decision on what to do about basketball. Georgia is such an interesting place for athletics because obviously we know, you know they're, they're top of the list for football, really, for the last three, four years, maybe not this season. Um, tennis, I think they've won a, a bunch of national championships. In fact, they've got the yes. college sports, uh, the college tennis Hall of Fame right there on campus. Um, I don't know what else they're good at. Like, their women's basketball team's good, but Arkansas just crushed them. Um, the men's basketball team doesn't have any great history. Baseball doesn't have any great history. They don't have really great facilities outside of, <laughs> outside well, of that, the football that, stadium. It's yeah, one of those places. It's like people say, Grant, <laughs> how, do, how are they not better at all these other sports? Because they got all this talent around them, and yet they specialize in football, and that's pretty much it. And as you know, if you've been there, I mean, all of the facilities are really kind of in a, in a complex pretty near, you know, around each other except football. But, you know, the, the – uh, baseball team has kind of been spotty. Now, they have had a lot of golf success. They've got, what is it, 10 or 11 guys, I think, out on the PGA Tour right now, including one that won last week. So I guess they could point to that. But, yeah, it's a and, – and yesterday I was interested to hear this rumor connecting uh, Kirby Smart possibly to the Atlanta Falcons. And I know Paul Feinbaum didn't think that that was going to happen, but uh, it's like there's this idea that, as much money as he's making in Georgia is somewhat limited in college football compared to maybe like who knows what Atlanta might pay him. But it Why reminded would you do that, me. Though? Of, let, let me let, let's let, let's flesh this out a little bit. Why would you do that though? Well, but maybe he would maybe he would want to do do what uh, Nick Saban couldn't do and be successful in the NFL. Maybe that would be kind of a a, a difference maker in his career or something. But I, it reminds me a long time ago. When Frank Broyles was having success at Arkansas, the Atlanta Falcons tried to hire him as head coach. And he, I think he considered it a little bit, but Barbara, his wife, told him, well, Frank, if you can figure out a way to commute home each day, then that's fine, but I'm not leaving Fayetteville. <laughs> so, you know, and, he, and the other one, people always thought that, that he would go back to Georgia Tech as alma mater and coach to the point where uh, Frank put a two-paragraph statement in his wallet, and any time that rumor came up, he handed it to Bob Chain, who was the SID at the time, and, it, you know, saying, I deny any interest in, the, in George Tech. I'm, I'm very happy at the University of Arkansas, where, of course, he, you know, of course, he coached for 19 years and was here for 50 altogether. It's just, it's, it's, it's impos- almost impossible to be able to maintain the kind of annual success that Smart or most college coaches have 
when you get into that cycle, it's like it's the reverse of a vicious cycle. It's it's the cycle of you keep winning, you keep recruiting incl- incredibly well. The transfer portal is still going to be your friend. Um, look, I saw when Arkansas went to Georgia this year to play baseball, Kirby loves baseball. He was there in front of the Georgia dugout during our batting practice. He was just sitting on the ground on the warning track, like like his legs out, sitting on the ground on the warning track, watching us take batting practice with a baseball in his left hand. And you should have seen, you should have seen anybody that was in the stadium, not the players, not the coaches, but anybody that was in the ballpark, they weren't watching the Razorbacks hit. They were just staring at Kirby Smart. Like, they're ready to build a statue out of him right now. They will continue to win at an incredible rate while he's there. So I don't know why you take, why, look, I know rumors are rumors. I think it's different with a guy like Harbaugh because at, <laughs> I don't think he and the Michigan athletic director get along. You know, they're, they're getting investigated there. Now's the time to get out. It's the same reason why Carroll left USC. Otherwise, I don't think he would have ever left USC. Yeah, and by the way, Pete, yeah, Pete's saying he's, he's not interested in stopping at all at age 72. You know, Harbaugh, people thought he was going to go to the Chicago Bears, but the Bears rallied a little bit toward the end of the season. So um, not sure what's going to happen with the – well, what are there six uh, vacancies right now in, in NFL coaching? So, uh, uh, it, but you're right. Most people don't expect him to stay uh, after this this 15 and zero season that that they've. Had. You know, I watched the game the other night, and uh, I thought Michigan would win. Uh, and really, after the first drive, I didn't think it was going to be a ball game. Now, Washington did make a game of it a little bit there. Um, but they, I still would have, would have loved to have seen a Georgia-Michigan game. Uh, and that wasn't going to happen. I mean, because of the, you know, we talked about this. I mean, if anybody else was going to get in there, it was going to be Florida State. So they had to put Georgia in there sixth. But they were number one most of the, you know, for, from the committee uh, until the last one. So how do you guys think a, a, a Georgia Michigan game would have turned out. You know, Michigan's defense, uh, man, that front seven, number 99 was all over the place. Yeah, Grant, I, I thought Georgia added all the teams that were left out. They should have been they, they should have been in, in, in that final four. Uh, it was just Michigan's year. It, it really was, man. They, they, they knew who they were, the running the ball, uh, the, the way they did the physicality they, they did. Uh, out of those two quarterbacks, Grant, uh, if, if you were to say J.J. McCarthy or Michael Penix Jr., which one of those guys do you think his game can translate to the NFL? I think Penix, really, you know, and he I noticed early on in the game he was limping, and then he got hurt again, and, and he, you know, the ankle, and he stayed with it. But he missed some passes like that fourth and seven, which I didn't even think they should have gone for on their side of the field. But that thing was open, and he missed it, probably threw it too soon. Uh, before the guy was was breaking open or whatever, but um, I think McCarthy he was described as a game manager. I mean, do you think that's fair? I mean, is he? I mean, he, I guess he's thinking about going out after just three years. I don't even. Uh, I don't even think it's just fair, Grant. I think it's accurate. <laughs> when you play on yeah. the best team, yeah, with the best players, it's don't mess it up. They don't need him to be anything more than that. Ten to eighteen in the championship game. That was that's what he was. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's 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 cool. And I think there. yeah, and I think Phoenix was what twenty seven of fifty one or something with with a couple of interceptions. So yeah, it, this game was not about quarterback play, uh, and, and it usually, I mean, it usually is the difference in a game like that. Yeah, I think I think uh, if uh, Car- if if Georgia was playing in a national championship game this year and Carson Beck went ten for eighteen, they lose. They probably lost that game then. 
Um, Grant, um, before we go, give me a thought on the uh, football transfer class and, and what you think they need to get right now. What do they need more than anything? Well, he gave us, I think, a, a list of seven uh, players that they need. And I noticed, was it ranked 11th the other day? The transfer class, I guess, has been pretty good. Um, I don't know specifically, really. I mean, I, you know, because there were seven different positions he mentioned, I think, or areas. Um, so I really, I'm probably not a good person to to answer that question. I, I did want to make one more quick note about basketball, though, if, if you if you don't mind. Sure, that, go ahead. Is, yeah. Well, Eric said Monday night that uh, this team that that Arkansas needs to improve defensively and in toughness, and he said he probably went a little bit more on offense this year. That you know, just looking at it, than than maybe he should have. And th- so, if you're looking at Next year and beyond, I think those are the areas. He, he, I mean, Arkansas is 300 in defense and defensing and scoring this year, and they're like 142nd in rebounding. And you know, you talk about the toughness areas, and I still think Makai Mitchell is probably going to have a bigger role on this team just because of those two things. Uh, if they're to if they're to do any good, I mean, they, they, this is a huge week for them. They got to at least get a split on the road, I think. And it's, it's the first time they've ever played uh, two in a row on the road without coming home. So that's, uh, you're talking about missing a lot of class, I guess, or I don't know, are they back in school yet? <laughs> but uh, that's a different way to do it. And uh, he'll, he'll keep working at it. And Eric's got a great record, but, but there's a challenge. I mean, there are nine teams. Uh, people talk, Lenardi talks about nine SEC teams, and Arkansas is not one of them right now. Yeah, Grant, I, I look for, for these guys to, even if uh, Blocker hasn't been playing a lot in, in, in conference play, but you, you're looking for guys that can do things off the ball that they can, they can kind of fill up the stat sheet when they're not scoring. That, that's the thing I look at when, when you're looking at these guards. It's like they, they, that's what they know how to do is kind of score kind of their one-on-one, but they, they got to learn how to play as a team where it's like, all right, right. If, if I'm not scoring 14 points, let me get five boards and three steals and, and, and have four assists. You know, let me find another way that I can help this team. Yeah, and I think with Minifield coming so quickly as he has, it might have caused some others to recede. The same thing I think you can see in basketball and on the women's team, Phil, uh, with Scott not playing the other night, look at how well Daniels played. And sometimes uh, when someone goes away, others can come to the four and uh, you, someone's going to have to do that at Arkansas pretty quick on the men's side. Agreed. Grant, we'll leave it there. Thanks for your time, Thanks. man. We'll revisit again on Wednesday next week, okay? Okay, see ya. Thanks, Grant. Grant Hall. I th- I'd say more than any of our, our weekly guests, Matt, we, we probably hit on more topics her conversation with Grant than anybody else Grant, in a 15-minute stretch. I, I, I like it. Grant brings it. You know, it's golf. Uh, to basketball, to football, back to basketball. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's always a joy having them on. I thought it was so fascinating how, without their without their top scorer, our, the the women's team did not miss a beat and played their best forty minutes of the season. That's crazy to think about. And when that happens, that does make me think. And nobody's you know you're not missing one of your best players because of any injury. But somebody on this men's team tonight is going to take it upon themselves like Michaela Daniels did the other day to try to drive them to a win.
We'll be back with more Halftime after a quick break. Join ESPN Arkansas on Halftime in supporting Arkansas Children's Northwest all month long. We will be raising money to help Arkansas Children's Northwest fulfill its promise of making children better today and healthier tomorrow. You can donate now through February 2nd online at hitthatline.com. Be sure to click on the Halftime Fundraising link brought to you by Heart to Heart Pregnancy and Family Care Center. Serving mothers and families with open hearts. 452-2260 or online at hearttoheartpfcc.org. Hello, this is Kevin Cowan at KC Insurance. I wanted to let you all know about the amazing Medicare options that's available to Arkansans. We have Medicare supplements that does come with a cost, but there's no out of network. And then we have Medicare Advantage plans that is at no cost, but there is a network. But Ricky Cowan specializes in making the Medicare maze easily understood. Give her a call at 870-416-5600. That's KC Insurance. You're listening to Halftime Live from the Crabtree RV Center Studios. Crabtree RV Center, where RVing is life. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Hickey and Hole Law Partners are now here for you and all your legal needs in MENA and the Little Rock area. Hickey and Hole Law Partners specializing in divorce, custody cases, civil litigations, and more. Having over seven decades of combined experience to better serve you and the community you live in. Please visit KevinHickeyLaw.com or call us at 479-434-2414 for a consultation or come by an office nearest you. Things are about to get better. Uh, Carly Keats was one of the Arkansas heroes for the women's game uh, with their big win over Georgia the other night. Carly was terrific, getting her first career start, double-digit scoring, second consecutive game, played all 40 minutes, 16 points, and was plus 40 with her on the court. Post-game, Mike Neighbors mentioned that Carly, this was like nothing for her because she's a really tough customer. She is um, from Choctaw, Mississippi, a member of the tribe there. And Mike detailed a story where she asked to play for her tribe's stickball team. And when I think of stickball, Matt, I think of a version of baseball, kind of like one-on-one baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, you hit the ball past the pitcher, you get a single, you hit it to the fence, you get a double, you hit it to the top of the fence, it's a triple over the fence, a home run. And it's really just one-on-one baseball. No, that's, that's not what this stickball is. I looked it up. This is one of the craziest looking sports I've ever heard of. And if Carly is as good at that as Mike says she is, she might be one of the toughest players in all of college basketball, men or women. Anybody ever out there played what I, what I read this morning referred to as Choctaw stickball? And tell me what the injuries were like for you, because this is like a version. It's almost like a version of lacrosse. Field hockey. There's a giant, yeah, like field hockey, lacrosse thrown in one. There's a giant stick, a really tall stick. I guess it's like, it's more of a pole than a Looks stick. Looks like a totem pole, yeah. It does. Yeah. And the object is to throw the ball so that it hits the pole. Every player on this field has two sticks. They're longer than a lacrosse stick, but they do like, look like a lacrosse stick. And it looks like it's just a total free-for-all. I don't know. How many players on a lacrosse field all at once? 
Well, I would say take that number and multiply it by two or two and a half, and you have stickball. So, so is it teams of like 20 on 20, or is there 37 people out there and you're all on your own? Like I didn't read the rules yeah, enough, but it yeah. looked, I mean, Matt, it looked like a combination of, of, of lacrosse. The field was rugby, big. I saw them. Yeah. Field hockey and a Royal Rumble all at once. Oh man, and you would think I, I would think Phil that uh, you would have wrist injuries with the stick because everybody's going to the stick. They're hitting the hitting. You'd think your hand would get hit. I would think there'd be a lot of facial injuries uh. and people impaled on long sticks. But uh, I don't know. It's like it's like the idea with rugby, right? There are less injuries in rugby than you would think when you watch the sport because these people know how to play it without hurting somebody. I don't know. Maybe I need to watch more stickball because it just to me looks like. <laughs> injuries waiting to happen. But Carly, I don't know. She's quick. She's really shape. quick. That field looked big. It looked a little bit like a soccer field. It looked like you got your lot of running. You better be in shape. Looks like the kind of sport that you might have been pretty good at, Matt. You think you're past your, sp- your stick ball days? Man, if they got one on the PlayStation 5, you know, you, <laughs> you can figure out the buttons to that. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Dave and his team have all your holiday drink options. That includes Fireball and Bailey's Chocolate, Jack Daniels Crown Salted Caramel, winter seasonal beers, eggnogs, and more. Come by Eastside Liquor, 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. Now back to the podcast. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. We are blessed with the presence of the one and only Hall of Famer Clay Henry who joins us for the remainder of the show. And Clay, it's great to have you on today. How you doing? I'm doing great. Yep, I enjoyed uh, my weekend. I had uh, the pleasure of hunting at uh, Red Hill Club. I saw some photos. Which is, yep, yeah, which is... Uh, Jerry Jones's place. We watched the Cowboys game in Jerry Jones's lodge. That's pretty cool. That's pretty. You got to find a way to watch the playoffs in that lodge now. Moving forward, okay. Uh, Did that last year. Very good. See, watched the first round game with wasn't it with Tampa? Then they yeah they they won that game. Yeah, watched that there. This was this was a little different because uh, the Direct TV hookup there in uh, South Arkansas County does not include Fox anymore. Direct TV doesn't have it on that in that particular particular area so charlie cole who's the youngest dr charlie cole he's a heart surgeon at washington regional was the the youngest one there probably 42 and he was in charge of uh setting up the streaming from the phone that's how we watched it you know on a smart tv none none of the rest of us all this you know 65 and over group we we didn't we didn't know how to do it dr jimmy counts he 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 wasn't sure how to do it either uh, I mean, we all have daughters or sons that can do that for us. Yeah, I remember a day you probably had to. <laughs> I remember a day where I had to teach my my parents how to um, how to program their VCR back when you actually had to do that. Uh, if you wanted to watch a football game and you weren't there to see it, you had to program your VCR and then actually like give it the real. You had to think, well, do I want to do I want to record this for three and a half hours? Because there's a good chance this game goes longer than that. Then you had to 
program it for four hours. Yeah. They had classes for this in the 1980s. I mean, this seems like... I miss those so classes. Quaint. I missed them. <laughs> yeah, but but it was fun. We killed ducks and had great food and great fellowship. Uh, That's fun. Watched the, you know, watched the, the Cowboys win, and then we watched uh, the Michigan Wolverines win the next night. Yeah, Michigan looked really, really good. Um, they were the best team. I thought if game. Michigan played Washington Clay, if they played ten times, Michigan would win nine. That's that's how much I thought thought Michigan was better than. Well, Washington. I mean, especially after court, watching the game. Well, the quarterback would not be there for the second game because <laughs> right. he's saying enough of this. Well, and, and I, I do want to get your thoughts. I'm talking on, about the Washington quarterback. Well, yeah, I want to get your thoughts on on number seven, that running back. I, I get trying to to keep him out there, and, and as a as a player, as a competitor, you kind of got to take these guys off the field. But man, he was a step slow all night. There were a couple more runs he could have had, and and really couldn't get him getting getting the sticks moves. Well, the thing that I would really be worried about if I was the quarterback and telling that guy, okay, I want you to chip on the defensive end or help, the, he couldn't help in pass protection at all. Yeah, I mean, he just didn't have the strength to do that. I mean that that requires all your faculties, all your ankles and your legs, the power to hold off one of those Michigan pass rush guys. Um, but it, it was uh, it was interesting for just a wee bit, and then it then it faded. I was uh, I was not in the running for the the pick the score uh, pool uh, down the stretch, but I stayed up and watched as a good guy anyway. I just expected Washington would at least hit a couple a couple big plays, uh, and and it really it that just fourth down really play happened. could have been a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, if they that's that that was a touchdown against Texas. Uh, that that yeah, that could have changed it. What did you think of what Penix said afterwards? Where he was like, well, "Isn't anything that they did? We just missed on an opportunity to make some big plays." He said, "Michigan's good, but this was more about we beat ourselves." And I, I don't know if I saw that. I saw Michigan win that game, not Washington lose the game. Yeah, I thought that that he was tight in early before he'd been rocked too much. He had a couple of shots where there was somebody open and he missed them. Mm-hmm. He had not missed anybody in. Um, in the games that I had watched over the last uh, four or five weeks of the regular season, their you know their game with Oregon, um, he he hit everything, and he was a little off. Now part of it is uh, that I'm sure that he he'd been hit enough by the second half that he was going to be off. Uh, he could not follow through in the fourth quarter. That was that was pretty. I mean, I was saying take him out. He's not, you know, the, the the other guy might be better at this point. You know, a guy that can't follow through because he's got a he's been hit in the chest and the hip and the legs. Every I mean, he was one big bruise. Yeah, that's the that's the lasting that's the lasting vision I have of that game is him is is Penix walking off the field, holding his rib cage, and it just looked like it was he had trouble breathing. Um, and I think it's just bruised. Had trouble doing everything. Yeah, yeah. Like you're saying, following through. Um, yeah, yeah, and nobody was able to do that he, at all. He missed a couple of passes early, and would the game have been a little different? I don't think so. I mean, it's, but but that you you do want to give the other team credit sometimes. I mean, I think that he could have done. He could have said, "Yeah, the the best team won." There wasn't any doubt because the best team, you know, it's about. Do you knock the quarterback off his spot? Do you hit him? Um, and poor number seventy-three. I mean, the, the I don't know his name. The right tackle. He didn't know whether he was coming or going. He, you know, he was so intimidated by you know trying to beat those those pass rusher to a spot back there to set the pocket, and he he came out of his stance, and held, and uh, you know, in the 
in the earlier games, I thought he had really played well, especially in the screen game. He would get out and lock up a guy on the outside to set the edge, and he couldn't do that in this game. I mean, it was a different level of defense, and that's part of Michigan this well, year. We've got Clay for a couple of hours. You can get on with us, too. The McClarty Daniel Hotline open for you right now, 877-377-6963. Mark in Fayetteville is up first here uh, in our second hour. Hey, Mark, thanks for the call. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. I just uh, jumped in the truck at lunch and heard y'all talk about Choctaw stickball and thought, I need to tell these guys. Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of this before. You know, when Mike said stickball, I thought it was like the game my dad played in the streets of Queens, New York back in the 50s, but it's nothing like that. Exactly. It, uh, you know, it, it originated in Mississippi with those Choctaw. Uh, I'm Choctaw from Oklahoma, same set. We just had to do the Carolteers, so we're all Oklahoma. But it's known as Little Brother the Wolf. They would uh, take and actually do that instead of having battles with local tribes. And um, it's, the, it's the forerunner of the granddaddy to lacrosse. That's where lacrosse came from. Well, it looks like lacrosse. I don't think it is right, lacrosse, but, but it looks like it. Uh, that, that's where they took it. It also makes sense that you're saying instead of fighting a battle, we're going to settle it with stickball because it does give off that uh, that battle aura. Well, wait till you see the little uh, video. I'm going to shoot y'all on Twitter after I hang up. But uh, you know, the uh, there's 30 people on a team, and uh, they will play four quarters. There are quite a few teams over here in Oklahoma, too, and that's what I was going to call you. Uh, we do an invitational uh, tournament about April every year with about six or eight teams. Now, they do that, though, with 12 to make it intramural, or, uh, you know, male and female. So there'll be 12 on a team of each of those. But it's uh, there's paintings that George Gat- Gatlin did back in 1830 of Choctaw stickball players. So it's, it's been around. It's the oldest field sport in America. Well, that's uh, how you said. Did you say twenty on a side at, at, at any one there's, moment? Yeah, there's thirty on a team, thirty at a time. Okay, so there's sixty people playing. That's wild. On a one hundred yard uh, field, as I as I look it up on the chicken hundred yard field with uh, a pole website. on each end. And the only thing that that it's different than all the other sports is there is no safety equipment. We we play barefoot sometimes with shoes depending on the the surface, but no pads, no helmets, no anything. That's why. Well, I mean, that's why you got skin and bones for, right? That's gonna that's at least it. hold in the inner <laughs> the, the inner organs or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's starting to grow back in popularity, and that's another. You know, the Native American Student Association here on campus does the tournament, and I'm actually going to invite Matt to come out and try to get a bunch of the football players to come over and watch uh, when we do it again in April here on campus. So, if a guy's chasing you with your stick, do you go? Do you run faster? <laughs> He's got two sticks. You run extremely fast. Well, that's why the hockey players are on ice skates, because they went a lot faster when they were getting chased by guys with sticks. Mark, appreciate your phone call, man, and thank you for the uh, the education. Matt, yeah. what do you think? Stickball in April? It's, it's pretty cool, man. They uh, the, I, When I saw the video, that's what I was asking you. It, it looks like absolute madness and chaos, you know, in... in are they running any type of plays? What's the what's the uh, strategy? You know, like what what are they trying to do? Setting a screen, setting a pick. Are they are they talking on defense? It said a quadruple screen because I mean there are 30, 30, 30 people. I don't even know sixty 30 people. people on a one hundred yeah. yard field. I mean football looks kind of nuts. 
And it's only 22, minus whatever, the, however many of the officials are out there. Wow, what, a, is, what a sport. They don't run the flea flicker. They run the kill the rat. That's not, <laughs> nothing about fleas in there. Charlie, you're next on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Uh, what do you think about uh, What do you think about watching some stickball? We should have a whole stickball segment once a week here now on halftime. It's becoming really popular now. Uh, you know, Phil, I'm all I'm all for it because, you know, but I'm only doing it if we all, you know, go in on this. I mean, we got what us here, so we got to find another what twenty plus. Uh, Eddie's on my team, so I'm not playing unless Eddie is on my team. There's there, there's no option there. Just saying, uh, I think Eddie would, you know, he could definitely get it done for us. Um, how you doing, Clay? How's it going? I'm good. I mean, Eddie do the pregame speech and then the halftime. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to be the reporter. I, I'll just be honest. You know, I, I'm, yeah, Phil, I'll be in charge of producing the you know the injury report for the media pool. <laughs> I'll probably be knocked out after the first play. That's okay. Phil's still got some left. I don't want him to fool anybody on here. I think he really does still have some left. Phil, don't lie now. You, you got a little left. You could do this. Um, I wanted to talk about the game tonight, and, and, and Clay, uh, I know you, you've you been watching this team, obviously. and um, I think Alyssa made some great points yesterday. I know I'm not sucking up just because she's a, a girl. I think she made some amazing points. Um talking about, you know, the competitive uh, thing with this team and not being able to put that together. And the fact of the matter that must keep springing up that this team is still practicing so well, but not being able to take it to the floor. And it's crazy because I don't know if I've ever seen that. Matt, Clay, you yeah, guys have been around yeah, a while. And, and yeah. uh, anyway, y'all have a good one. I just wonder what I thought about that. Big game tonight. So hopefully they can pull it out. So here's the thing you have to be careful of when you measure your team against your, your team. You know, what what are you measuring them against? I mean, if, if they're, you know, if, yeah, if, they're, if they're not great, you can probably cover them in practice. And, they, you know, it's they can probably stay against They know what their guys are going to do. They're, they played, you know, practice against them and played with them. So it's sometimes you can neutralize your own team uh, in practice, but you can't. You can't do that to another team that maybe has a few better players. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd think. So I wouldn't take too much out of practice. Um, Musselman was right about this. The games are the measurement. Yeah, practice, I guess, is what might get you early playing time, but it's how you're doing in the game. That very game is going to keep you on the court or get you off the court. All right, we'll uh, break. 877-377-6963 is our McClarty Daniel hotline if you want to get with us. Remember, tonight, great place to watch the Razorback game is Joe's Grill and Cantina in Fort Smith. It's Nacho Average Wednesday, a dollar off all the nachos on the menu. That includes the new three-cheese carnita nachos and the ballpark-style pork nachos. Joe's Grill and Cantina at 3400 South 74th across from Harps and Fort Smith. JoesFordSmith.com, the waiter app to put it in order and stay with us. Halftime will come right back. 
Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. 7.30 airtime for the Courtside Show. Chuck and Zim live at Stegman Coliseum in Athens where the Razorbacks and the Georgia Bulldogs do battle for their one matchup this year. Georgia entering 11-3. They have won their last uh, nine ball games, including a win at Missouri this past Saturday. Razorbacks come in 9-5 and and, uh, drop, of course, their conference opener in the worst game that's ever been played at Bud Walton Arena by a Razorback team. Losing to Auburn, 83-51. to 51. We'll take your calls and texts throughout this hour, 877-377-6963. We've got Brian who gave us a call here, so I'm sure this will be lots of fun. Hi, Brian. What's going on? What's going on, man? It is going to be lots of fun. Every phone call you make is lots of fun to this show. I, I mean, I basically I know, highlight them on my resume every time. What would you do without me? I mean, I'll probably improve your rating some, but anyways. <laughs> uh, I was looking at some of these polls, and it, it's kind of cool to watch the transfer portal and the NFL draft picks come on, you know, because Texas is looking to have probably 10 to 12 kids drafted in the NFL this year. They're losing probably another 10 to the portal that are all four stars because, you know, it's a great situation to have that four stars really don't matter because you have people that's better than them, you know? So uh, when I when I look at that, you know, right now, even ESPN, their way-too-early poll has none other than the Texas Longhorn slotted at number two. So my point of all this is, and even Clay made the comment that uh, Texas would not compete in the SEC, yet they are the second-best team. And the SEC and the number two team in the Texas country. Wouldn't compete yet, Brian. I'm so sick of talking about Texas with you. I really am. I, I really couldn't care less about the Longhorns right now. I could not care less about Texas football right now. Is there not a show in in in, in Austin to call? I appreciate you listening and calling, but it's. I mean, truthfully, it's not a topic that I'm very interested in right now. Thank you for calling. Did I handle that all right? I don't want to talk about the Longhorns. I really couldn't care less. I don't think anybody listening here cares either. Should I just not answer? Because that's pretty much what he's going to talk about. I just really don't. I don't care about them. I'm I'm tired of it. Tired of it. I know. Me too. I just want to see Ricky Barnes uh, the, from Tennessee. Tennessee volunteers, Ricky Barnes, when they have to go into Texas and Austin and play, get all that orange going on. Uh, he, he was a coach there at Texas for a while. Uh, man, they b- b- basketball players, Kevin Durant, the Texas Longhorn, uh, they, they, put, they put some guys in the league. Yeah, good baseball program and all of that, but, I mean, 
I don't know. I, I, I got no other way to go with this because I, I truly could not care less about the Texas Longhorns. And if you hear the aggression in my voice, it's because he doesn't call up with anything else other than to just pound his chest about the Longhorns on a radio show in the state of Arkansas. No, don't take the calls anymore because I don't want to talk about Texas anymore. I don't know anybody here that wants to listen to it except Brian hearing his own stupid voice talking about the stupid Longhorns. Yes, I'm sick and tired of it. So is there an ESPN Austin show to call? Is there? Do you have a phone that works that actually picks up Internet? They got, somehow? They've got radio stations down there, but they he wouldn't offer anything that they don't know. <laughs> so, hey, look, if I wanted to hear if I wanted to hear about the Steelers, I would listen to a show in Pittsburgh. I have the capability of doing that now. If I wanted to hear about the Longhorns, I would listen to ESPN Austin for crying out loud. I give him credit though. That he does. Uh, he was calling about Texas when they when they when they sucked, and they'll suck again. Uh, I mean that that's uh, we we've seen it. They they haven't been able to sustain football. We'll see if they can. I've been nice about this for like seven months. I'm done being nice about it. I you know I just don't care anymore. And to the two people who have texted in previously saying you're rude to the guy from Ozark, you're rude to Brian. It's like what's the whole point? What's this exercise for here? I mean, he's literally the worst kind of sports fan. To give up the team that you grew up rooting for and then go pick their arch rival because the football team stinks here. It's the worst kind of sports fan. And I've said that before. I don't care if I was rude to him or not because we're getting texts in here right now that are saying, thank you very much. There isn't a single person listening to this show that wants to hear about the Longhorns. So let's just move on to something else. Let's move on to something that actually has a little, I don't know, weight in the state of Arkansas, other than a burnt orange bunch of crap. Uh, well, I kind of look at it. Would you invite him into your living room and have you know say, "Would you like a you know a so soda? Would you like a cold drink?" No, you wouldn't. So we don't have to invite him into our radio show. Sounds good. Sounds absolutely perfect to me. Then uh, Mike Rabel fired yesterday, and. He'll you know, be a head coach, Phil. He's, he'll be a head I, coach somewhere. I would want to, that's a coach I'd want to play for, Mike Vrabel, no question about it. Like, if the Steelers were to get rid of Mike Tomlin, Did you see he's going to end up with a coaching job somewhere else. It's the same that's happening with the Patriots. If, if, if Belichick isn't going to be the coach there, I feel like, like he wants to still coach somewhere. Somebody will jump on that and hire him. Vrabel's exactly the same way, although he's not as accomplished, but... There, there's there's a lot to work for, a lot to work with there. Would you rather have Belichick as your head coach or as your defensive coordinator? <laughs> well, I, he'd never just be a DC any longer, now would he? I don't know. He built some good defenses, though, wasn't he? A defensive coordinator for yeah, a Super I mean, Bowl championship he, or two with the Giants. He he is a defensive specialist. I mean, yeah, that's Parcells where his teams tree. Are good. Yeah. I mean, they they were pretty good on defense this year, but they couldn't score enough points to you know to be competitive. It'd be interesting to see where where Belichick goes. I, I did see now you don't know how how true this is, uh, but Mike Tomlin saying that he might want to pause, you know, take a little break for a while. Uh, I, I find that hard. It's I mean, seventeen straight years with with Pittsburgh. That's I mean, that's getting it done and not having a losing season. I don't know where they would go, but don't you think they're going to try to keep keep Tomlin on? I would think they got to yeah. keep him, you know. And and, and that family is 
is pretty they're, they're good at taking care of head coaches. Roonies, that's right. It's the Roonies. The the thing, though, is, I mean, it's not, they don't need any rebuild right now. Whatever, whatever, whoever steps in, if he were to leave. What know, about you, Justin Fields? You've got a little bit of a, of a core of a good team there, which you're lacking is which is what you're saying right there, Matt. It is a quarterback who can be dynamic. It, it really looks like dynamic. he's on the block. I don't. I don't know. They, there was a rumors that they, they just want a second round pick for him. If they I'm have, Pittsburgh, I'd give up a second round pick for Justin Fields. Well, here, I mean, so they have the number one pick, right? They have the number one pick from you Carolina. Have what that you they think got, is going to be a franchise quarterback? What do you do here? Do you do you trade Fields and draft a quarterback, Caleb Williams, or do you keep Fields and trade the pick and then get somebody else's first round pick for next year? It, it, it's such a mess. You you look at Carolina, you look at Chicago, guys that have quarterbacks like that. They're getting a new offensive coordinator almost every year. Trevor Lawrence, who do you have? Urban Meyer his first year, and then it kind of you, you're seeing no stability. No, it's hard to it's hard to win that way. I don't think I think Justin Fields is going up, trending upwards. I think he can play quarterback in the NFL level. I don't know about Caleb Williams. You know, he's there's 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 it's a fifty fifty when you when you're taking these quarterbacks in the first round. One thing that that I see that you know I've heard over and over, you know, coaches talk about, is that they play the the you know a first year you know the, these number one, number two, number three draft picks, you know the one of the top three picks, you know they pay all this money and they're like let's just go ahead and put them out there, mm-hmm. and Bryce Young wasn't ready to play in the NFL. He just wasn't. C.J. Stroud's the anomaly. You know that's yeah, yeah. and that's what I was going to get at. And then you have C.J. Stroud, and then, then it, you, but. But Peyton Manning threw. He was three and thirteen his first year. Peyton th- Manning, was. yeah, it was yeah. twenty-eight interceptions or something mm-hmm. like that. It was. I mean, he. I mean, it, he was going to throw it to the other team a lot. Think about get, where some hit. of these. Think about where some of these openings are right now. Okay, so the Panthers. You've got who you know your quarterback is. Whether or not Bryce Young can really be a, a you know a star NFL guy, is 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 open for debate. Raiders. Um, who you got a quarterback there? Jimmy Garoppolo, who can never stay healthy. I'm, 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 I'm off the. I, I'm now Jimmy, Jimmy G. I was a fan of his. I'm off of it. He's been hurt too much, too consistently getting hurt. I, I'd have to move on from him. Chargers have an opening. Justin Herbert, probably the best of the quarterbacks with a team that's looking for a coach right now. Falcons, come on. I mean, they don't have anybody ready to play that position. Titans, I like, I like Will Levis. I think Levis can do a little bit there, but that's also up for debate. Commanders need a quarterback. You know, so I mean, if you're that's the thing when Mike Tomlin took over the Steelers, he already had a star quarterback. It was a different thing. You had a guy, you had a guy in Cower who retired after winning a Super Bowl, and he had a Super Bowl winning quarterback when he took over the job. It's a whole different thing. They were rolling. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have to rebuild that team. Much different situation. Um, Kirk right, and, Cousins, and, is he a guy that if, if you were to say he was to, to come back, would you like him at Pittsburgh, Phil? Uh, do, do you think he would be an upgrade, a guy that could take you to that next level? Potentially. Russell Russell Wilson, would, would, you, would, you, would you like him as well? Or, or I don't think he's the kind of guy who really would work in Pittsburgh very well. Justin Fields, though, I think could. He looks like a Pittsburgh stealing quarterback, man. I would, yeah. If you could get him for a second-round pick, I'd do it. I agree. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online.
This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.